It's high noon. Welcome to episode number 27 of Foul Play. That's Fantasy Overwatch League Play. I am your host, Deathblow, joined as always. Blevins, I'm just going to start saying and always now because your your attendance record is actually getting pretty darn good on this show, I've got to say. But joined as always by A. Smith and yeah. Blevins. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. So good. I'm doing great. Just absolutely fantastic, and definitely haven't been sick for the past. I was gonna years. say you I'm just amazing. You just sit there and try not to die, Blevins, and we'll call this episode a success for you. I'm on the upswing. That's good. That's good. Talking this much certainly can't hurt, right? So, all right, oh, definitely can, and probably can. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys know, we're heading into a light week this week uh, for week five of stage one. Seven teams in the Overwatch League are inactive with zero games. So, for fantasy owners, this is a very, very important week, one that hopefully mm-hmm. you've been preparing for and planning for for the last couple of weeks, but. I know I really didn't either, and you guys probably didn't. So we're here to help you guys prepare and get ready for this important, crucial, short, shallow week where we have to play uh, everybody, just just as players. So let's get started. As as always, when we get started here, we talk about how did we do last week. A. Smith, how was your fantasy week for week four? You know, I won both my expert leagues. While getting shadow burned, thank you. By shadow soon. burn, yeah. Well, soon. I, you know, technically, soon how does that work? You. Soon shadow burned me, but shadow burn. You definitely was the factor of it. You definitely so, got shadow burned. That's without a doubt because he came in for soon. Right. Exactly. So I got shadow burned. Yeah. All right. Exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what happened, and I still won. A now the other leagues where I started soon did not win, but we're not going to talk about those because we will. I'm only talking about the experts. No, we'll we, we'll talk about those. Uh, I don't know. Blevins, how did you do? Did not exist. <laughs> Two and zero this week. Um, yeah, my uh, one league, the um, the podcasters league. I am X and O in right now. Like not even getting close to touched. I mean, I think we as a podcast are pretty much dominating that league hands down. So, You're not wrong. I wish I could say, uh, you know, some things about the other. Actually, no, I don't. I'm just glad that we're dying. <laughs> I don't wish anything. Uh, and then the Foul Play Experts League, I'm uh, I'm making a comeback. I'm 2-2 two and two right now. Um, I have, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I'm 2-2 two and two right now, and I won this week. So um, I've got uh, the league, and uh, I've, I've kind of stabilized it. I, think, I, I actually think I went 0-2-2-0, so I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm on a two-game win streak in that league. So... I started out a little bit weaker in that one, but I've uh, through being on the show and listening to the episodes have improved my team dramatically. Dramatically, good word. Where'd you come up <laughs> with that one? Um, uh, I found that one on High Noon Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> episode twelve. <laughs> pretty, that's how long ago it was. Pretty uh, far was, back. I don't think it was that long ago. 
Okay, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, pretty far back, not quite that far back. But uh, yeah, for, for me personally, I did win both expert leagues as well. So Blevins is not the only 4-0 person in the podcaster showdown league. He's not wrong. We're, we're killing it over there. Uh, and I'm 3-1 in the foul play experts league. Most notably, uh, Ramses from Owl by the Numbers uh, lost to me in mm-hmm. both of those leagues. One of them is a shared league with Totemly Drunk, so he can only take 50% uh, responsibility on that one. Um, but my tweets can throw him 100% of the shade for them since I beat him in the other <laughs> league as well. Uh, so we've been doing that. And, yeah, I beat um, somebody you guys might know by the name of A. Smith in a league where my team's so bad I was previously winless, um, but not anymore. So thank you, A. Smith, uh, for giving, know, giving me that leg I don't leg even know there. what I, I'm pretty sure I didn't even like I saw you had no wins, and I was just like, you know what? Let's just wing it. Feel, feel bad for my boy. Got to yeah, play soon. Got to get all the all the soon hate at draft time instantly felt justified uh, when I <laughs> when he got benched there against me. It was and perfect. Then Shadowburn play, and you were like, "Is this uh, really what, necessary? What what could have been last year?" Yeah, they're they're both not doing great. That's for certain. Uh, spoiler alerts. Don't start either of them. Okay, moving on though, we're gonna be actually talking... spoiler alert this week. Maybe. Yeah, you might you might want you no, might need to go yeah. Shadowburn, but um, yeah. So let's talk about some leaders from week four of stage one we're going to start in the support category blevins why don't you take the first two because i know you want to shout out your boy down there at the bottom yeah i sure do we'll go with uh we'll go with twilight as the first one here uh i mean vancouver or yeah vancouver titans still doing very well here um they took it actually they actually took a match that would probably i think we probably predicted as a dumpster fire in chengdu and actually brought it to five so actually kind of shaky from the if you're a if you're a a, a vancouver titans fan maybe a little uh maybe your pants weren't quite as uh dry as they were at the beginning of the match but uh from a fantasy owner's perspective that was just all that extra map to give you point to get you points so twilight really crushed it here had 354 uh in combined and 189.72 uh for best really a uh, a big showing um from him and then we also had uh jonak of course jonak uh coming back to form here had 229.03 in his uh single game here uh was which was good for first overall for the supports in best um obviously not uh not there in combined but uh nice to see jonak actually uh putting up the uh, jonak level numbers again yeah i I don't remember i'm sorry beardy mcbeard face if it wasn't you but somebody in our discord and and for whatever reason i'm thinking it was you said this was the first week you didn't play jonak it was beardy mcbeard face i think you were correct Oof. It was. That yeah. was a major oof. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are oofing while unlimited. I'm shame-belling him. Um, I don't, it's not fine. You, you paid the number one overall pick for this dude. He's in your lineup 100% of the time. I will die on that hill in fantasy. If I pick somebody with the 101, I will die on that person's hill until if it's yeah. football, until his ACL explodes, and I know he's not even going to touch the field. <laughs> I am dying on that hill. You have to. Or he can't uh, legally be put on the field because right. he's missing a leg. Right. <laughs> 
or left the country. I, I feel like that's what would get me to, to bench Jonak, but shout outs to him for getting back into the conversation there. Um, I'm going to take the next one here. A Smith, I know you love your dragons, so we'll leave that one for you. Uh, Thanks, I want to talk buddy. about Violet. Uh, he was good for 406.89, which was second in the combined scoring format and stayed second place with 211.3 in the best game format. Um, Violet is pretty much what we were promised uh, as far as uh, from a fantasy perspective goes. And honestly, a lot of his match, I just watched his perspectives this week. Uh, he is a very, very... Um, smart safe and just consistent player he's constantly outputting damage um he might not get all that you know the headshots that somebody like jonak gets but uh, i don't need him in fantasy clearly this week was just fine for him uh as he had a, a great outing there uh, and was a little cheaper at draft time so maybe maybe a slightly better value uh with how things have shaped up so far although new meta is coming and, and who knows what that'll do to scoring but um yeah so shout outs to violet really really strong week a smith round out the supports for us Look, I'll take the dragon here. Uh, Luffy put up 336.17. That's fifth in combined and 189.22. That is eighth in best. Uh, look, he played as a DPS. I mean, he is a DPS one so far. Um, he got crushed by the far superior Dallas Fuel in a 4-0. But, you know... They beat that dumpster of a team, London Spitfire, in five maps, and that's what and that's what really matters. There, going to five, we expected to be Dallas. We were wrong. Dallas is just so good. So, in that, they went they went went to five against London, and going and going to five is always good for fantasy points. Um, Luffy has turned into a very very good. He's a he's a good DPS or a good support one, and um, he's startable. In most, I think most weeks he's going to be startable. Get all Actually, your... all weeks he's going to be startable. Yeah, I, I think he is. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and definitely get all your Dallas Fuel insanity out of the way now before you know uh, your DPS players need to play DPS heroes. But um, I want to point Do what I can. about Luffy. I just want to point out, even you're you're not wrong. They got dumpstered by Dallas Foro, who was clearly superior on that day. Luffy's numbers are better for the combined scoring than they are for uh, the best. And it, it makes sense. He's got two, but this shows really good consistency to me. Um, you know, he had a very, very strong outing despite his team getting four owed. And if he can do that, we're talking about a, a support one, not even like a support two kind of a player. Um, so I think that's really telling, you know, when you see your teams, uh, see what your team, your players team get dumpstered like that and they're still producing fantasy wise that's the kind of consistency that we really really want to target and look for so might want to try consider trading for luffy now since that 4-0 stat line is their score line is going to be fresh in their minds um let's talk a little bit about some dps players a smith you're going to start us off because you've got two in this category so uh pick which two you want here okay i will i will take uh summon sue and I'll, I'll take both both play both um tw uh Titans. wow yeah both no Titans. you have to right. take the last one because nobody else oh, wants I, to oh, talk okay, about okay. it <laughs> okay uh, yeah i'll take it then. okay i'll take you said take whoever i want <laughs> i was like okay i was like mm. all right i'll say uh soman su here um hey, look he's been dominating he's but 393.98 that's first overall there and 223.79 that's first overall there look he was the quintessential best offensive player so he far we say we say dps <laughs> we, ex exactly he carried and um 
it was just it was so good um the titans not only you know the first map they did they they dominated and then they played the uh, chengdu hunters and went to five and that going to five really helps um obviously we were talking about how chengdu you know they cl they clinched playoffs but they also were clinching their butt cheeks a little bit in that oh, uh, chengdu match there so um but they came out on top and um some ensue got a bunch of points um this might be his last um hoorah here because i think he might be going to the bench in the next stage so it'll be interesting and then going on uh, i look i looked at fitz and um fitz played where uh, munchkin was benched um uh, on top of mo basically half of soul's team four got benched. six yeah yeah Jay four of six Jay yeah Hong and who was the other one that stayed put? It, it, was it jayhong i thought it was um no, Jaehyung was in. Yeah, Jaehyung was in. It was uh, yeah. Aemon. Both yeah. tanks, and then their... Um, I was trying to remember Anima. who else stayed in. It was Jaehyung. And... Oh, Jaehyung oh, and Fleda, yeah. Jaehyung and Fleda stayed yeah. in. Wow, the, so, it's like Seoul actually learned something from, <laughs> from season one. Keep Jaehyung on flex support. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so look, Fitz put up 188.83 uh, in both. Um, that was 17th for combined and 5th overall for best. Um I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility that Fitz plays for Munchkin more time than now. I, as much as, yes, we're saying they are bench players. They played because they were playing Washington, and they were going to roll them. We knew that was going to happen. They knew they were going to dumpster Washington. I get it. They're not going to play Washington every week. In fact, they're not going to play them almost any other week. I'll, but I mean, You don't want to say it. I'll say it. You're, you're not. It's not crazy. It's like... I feel like you guys did when I suggested agility, so I'm not going to go as hard as you guys did so that it doesn't come. <laughs> Do I, le it. I learned my Do lesson it. from you guys. Do it. Um, but I think it's really hard to substitute Fitz, who's a projectile player, in for Munchkin in a future meta. Um, so I think it's going to be really difficult to see him get play time coming in. Um, but it's, I mean, it's certainly possible. It's it's far from crazy. But the fact that it was four people tells me that we're not learning anything from this. Um, you can just, if you get early word and you can, like, substitute Fitz out for Munchkin if you've got him, that would be great. Uh, because I know I, I won at least one of my expert leagues matches on the on the back of somebody took my Munchkin draft advice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that worked out for me in the long run. But, um yeah, so the last one here, the one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, I'll let Blevins talk about the uh, sleeper that he chose last week. Uh, <laughs> and I'll talk about my sleeper from last week, which wasn't too much less ridiculous. But uh, anyways, Kareev uh, came in with 336.54, good for fifth overall in combined, uh, and then 169.03 uh, was good for 11th in the best game format from a team that, sucks they're just bad uh and the fact that their dps is able to put up these numbers he's not at home on the zarya position i think there's brighter days ahead potentially for kareev or maybe not i don't know they got a new coach coming in a lot of things could be changing um for the valiant but nonetheless this week was a solid outing uh in some i mean they were just awful matches riddled with mistakes all over the place but they were close and they were competitive and from a fantasy perspective that's what we care about so good on kareev helping fantasy owners uh blevins yeah round us out here yeah let's go with i'll give you a hacksaw here 363.10 good for third overall in in combined and 189.77 good for fourth uh in best i mean vancouver titans players um they've actually not always been 
super great um, week to week for points. Obviously, the team has been great, but this week, really, that Chengdu match really brought it through. I mean, a lot of the same things that uh, I was saying with Twilight uh, remain true here with uh, with Hexel. Definitely, definitely, definitely a sleeper last league. I mean, no one, no one saw the Vancouver coming and playing the first time for the first time, two matches. No one thought that they would score this many points. No one. They're definitely a sleeper. <laughs> but uh, one, I wanted to say a couple of things um, on Kareev and Fitz for Kareev. I think it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, LA Valiant seemed to be one a weird instance of a team that is performing badly, but is scoring you a lot of points. You take a look at, um, Iziaki, one of the top support players. I mean, he had a huge week this week. I mean, really, almost any of the LA Valiant players that are actually playing, actually, literally every single one had over 110 points. So even though it, the, the thing about LA Valiant players is it doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. They are getting you a lot of points for fantasy. And uh, it's sad if you're an LA Valiant fan, but uh, – if you're a fantasy owner, that's great. The one thing I want to say about Fitz is that I think it's less – I'm not buying in on owning Fitz. I'm buying in on being very cautious about owning non-Jehong Soul Dynasty players because if we're going to be seeing – or at the very least, maybe not not owning, but if we see they're playing against Justice, if we see they're playing against Mayhem, or if we're seeing they're playing against a team that they might not – think is going to be a competitor they might just play their b team and you don't want to get shadow burned by that so just keep that in mind uh, when owning soul dynasty players yeah it could break a tie if they've got a a softball matchup for sure Mm -hmm. so uh worth noting um and on the the hacksaw situation i just shout out to bumper for being the literal hero that that fantasy owners deserve and like throwing to put vancouver into map fives like just an absolute all-star uh got out reinharded by a wrecking ball main for two maps there just to just to give us the opportunity to get more fantasy I mean, points man is pretty obviously pretty. obviously i'm being facetious no matter what but uh, <laughs> just i mean it's it's worth noting that they have that capability in them right mm-hmm. to like go to five in matches that you think they would um normally run away with that's not something that nyxl's really done this stage for example um, and it's hurt even jonak from a, a points perspective so um moving on we've got some tanks to talk about here uh, i'm gonna start us off this time because i mean my boy he's he's in it so i've got to talk about him Choi hyo bin i was so ridiculously in on this guy uh at draft time I had him as my third overall tank player, and he's finally living up to that hype, being literally third place in the overall scoring (laughs) format. 263.54 points. In the best game format, it was a little worse. 135.04 is good for 13th, but still a very strong, very startable asset, regardless uh, of which format you have here. Um, I don't believe he substituted out this time around i'm not a th- I'm not 100 certain on that but his play time's going in the right direction for fantasy not in the wrong direction so maybe this is like a buy low opportunity although i think people um if they're pretty plugged in they, they should know yeah so uh i, I couldn't there remember no subs from san francisco this week according to the points unless someone was in and literally had zero points gotcha well I don't think that happened because they, they cruised a little bit. So, um, yeah, so big uh, big performance there from Choi Hyo-bin. His, if his playing time is secure, I think he is a locked and loaded no-brainer start every single week, um, especially in, in best format. Obviously, in Raw, you got to adjust. But um, Blevins, who do you got here? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to continue on the train that I've been on and, and give you some uh, Vancouver Titans players. We got Janu here, 332.79, which is good for first overall in combined, as well as the first place billing in best with 189.4 for uh, tanks here, um, as well as Bumper, who was, had a respectable 257.58 and combined at 141.15 in best. I mean... This was a really good week for uh, Vancouver. Really not much extra to be said here uh, that hasn't already been said, including the bumper throwing to give us that extra map of points <laughs> for fantasy it. owners. If you haven't already picked up Vancouver Titans players, uh, you really should. Um, they're even giving you they're even giving you that extra value this week of playing a match in the, in the small week. So, man, I, I really like... I'm really big on Vancouver Titans players uh, right now. If if that isn't already uh, been uh, made evident, and we might as well just lump uh, bumper scores in there too. He's on the list: two fifty-seven point five eight. Right, combined. I said bumper scores. Oh, you said his scores. I'm sorry. Was... Yep. A little yep, distracted. I, I, I hogged. I hogged two here. I only, I only heard the Janu numbers. Wanted... Anyways, yeah. Uh, hey, I, so... I knew it. I knew uh, A. Smith would want this last one. And moving on to feeders. No, I'm kidding. Oh, man. Feels bad, man. All right. Hey, I'm going to take the last one. It's RCK. Um, Put up 154.03 in both. That's 17th in combined and second in best. Yeah, he only played one map or one game. And they went 4-0, and he's still got second. Um, Look, RCK, he's been playing Sombra and... Technically, his somber numbers don't look as good, but offensive players score higher than tanks. So if he's going to be the one playing sombra and getting a lot more damage than a diva is, um, I like his. I like I like him being a tank here. So yeah. I think RCK is definitely worth a shout uh, next week. Um, we'll see when the meta changes, how everything goes. But um, in best format, RCK looks he looks good in a, in a four zero win, which is harder to do um, statistically to, to, to score high in a 4-0 win unless they're all close, and I don't think they necessarily were all real close. It's definitely tough to, to get on this list with just the 4-0 like that, and uh, like you said, it's you know his Sombra play makes the difference for RCK. He spent over 50% of his time on Sombra this week, I believe, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know he's, his numbers might not stack up to DPS players uh, who play DPS heroes, but this is a tank. Tanks have been uh, really low scoring. If they continue to use him on Sombra at a 50% of his playtime rate next week, which I think they should and will be very crucial to their chances to beating Boston, um, I think he is a tank one for the time being, at least while he's getting so much yeah. somber time, you kind of have to think of him that way. Uh, I don't want to either, but uh, you kind of have to, as long as the, the heroes that in the comps that they're using favor him so well. Um, moving on to some feeders. This is kind of a light list here. Really for the most part, players performed about where you'd expect them to this week. Um, there's a lot of four O's and things like that more than there had been in the past. Uh, kind of kept everything from being too big of a surprise, at least from a fantasy perspective. So uh, I'm going to let you two take these two supports. So uh, a Smith, start us off. Look, I'm going to take Nuss here. Um, look, the London Spitfire player, he played five maps. Um, you thought surely he played five maps. You know, they're going to get some points. Dude did not get hardly anything. He's a Lucio player, but still, I mean, you'd think mm -hmm. playing that much, you know, he's going to score points. He put 88.25 in both. That's 38th uh, support in both. That's, like, literally close to 
I want to say it's almost the worst. Okay, so there are 20 teams. Nobody had a bye week, so that means 40 supports uh, minus the ones that got subbed at, in and out. So that's <laughs> very, very close to the dead last support. And you played five maps. That's a big oof. Definitely rough. Goes to show you want the Lucios that might not be the most pod camp ones that you see. Not that Nuss has really ever been that, but like from a fantasy perspective, we want you on the healing aura, Lucio players, not not on the speed aura. Blevins, who's the other support feeder? Yeah, the other support here is actually someone who was a uh, a, a pickup that we called out last week, and that was Dogman. Um, up until this week, Atlanta Rain looked at the very least uh, – decent uh they actually looked very very good at, at some points but they just got easy clapped uh right off the bat here uh, dogman had 82.04 uh points uh he only played one match so uh, that was good for 39th which i think actually is dead last <laughs> so dogman actually even worse than nuss here uh from yeah flex, i mean that's big yeah from 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 yeah. the flex spot as well so i mean We've seen this before. Uh, you know, you get 04 easy clapped, easy stomped. You're not putting up points. And that was the case here. Well, Kodak um, played some too. He played a map or two, I believe. Gotcha. I didn't they remember that coming in, but definitely, yeah, it was so long ago. It was the first match of the week. So it's a little out of my mind at this point. Uh, yeah, Kodak definitely did come in. He he had almost as many. Well, he had, he had 50. A, so, yeah, he had, he had about around 50 points. So feeling better about that Houston matchup this week, my dudes. Yeah, we're <sighs> seeing we're definitely seeing mixed play time between Kodak and Dogman, which makes me much less um we I I when we called for the pickup of Dogman, it seemed like he was going to be seeing most of the play time. It seemed like he played a bunch, did really well and they subbed in Kodak uh sparingly, but it seems like that's a continuing trend, not a transition from Kodak to Dogman. So I'm putting a big asterisk on, on Dogman ownership right now. Don't... I would really love to look at the maps and see if it was like a map thing. Like if all the maps that Kodak mm. has played are like, like certain specific maps that they... Someday right. Overwatch League will make that easy on us and we can just click and, and do it. Um, but I guess in the meantime... We'll have to do hours worth of work in order to find these things out, and we will do that <laughs> if we think it's relevant. But I do, word of caution on Dogman. Blevins, you're not wrong to be iffy about owning him at this point. If he's on your roster, keep him. You need him this week. He plays twice. Yes. So if it's raw scoring yes. format, do do not be afraid to play Dogman this week. There's not a lot of good options with all these people playing. off. Yeah, he's, he's a, an easy play. Um, so definitely consider him here. Uh, maybe if it looks bad after this week, you still probably got your money's worth considering you didn't have another option. Um, and then you can cut them in between stages or something like that. If you really yep. want to moving into the DPS category, I'll pile, hmm. I'll, I'll pile on Atlanta right now. We're going to talk about the dude himself to Fran um, split play time, but only good for 93.11 points in combined. That was good for 41st. Uh, and in best, that was only good for 40th. Um, a lot more subbing at the DPS position, so not quite dead last here, uh, but pretty mm -hmm. far down. It's just a trend. The team got clapped. I don't think there's anything to worry about here other than the playtime conversation. Um, I would like to think Atlanta learned that particular lesson in that match, uh, and maybe they'll calm things down a little bit, but who knows? It seemed like they were kind of slowly learning that while they won matches and lost maps maybe they shouldn't have and they reverted back so um maybe it's just questionable decision making going forward for the time being at least again this week gotta play to fran uh 
Blevins, talk to us about the next feeder. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll save the the I'll save one for uh, A Smith, but uh, I'm gonna go with Ding here. Hey, <laughs> Dragons, and we saw them win against uh, London Spitfire in five, which would make you think that maybe he got a, a good number of points. It just wasn't the case. One sixty point oh nine would be respectable if it were best, but that was actually his combined, which was twenty fourth overall. And uh, 92.05 uh, in best, which was 41st uh, overall, or 41st overall for DPS. Um, really, just not a not a great showing here uh, for a team that went to five and actually won one of their matches. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still not. There's still it's still very hard for me to own Shanghai players just from that like. Man, they're still it's the Shanghai Dragons are still the Shanghai Dragons to me, even though they are proving themselves as a mid mid table team that can obviously take on a team like London. But man, it's it's tough. It's tough to own right now. Yeah, and Ding didn't have a hundred percent playtime either. Uh, he got subbed in and out with Gaguri and Youngjin, Guard- I believe. Guardian. Guardian. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. They 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 subbed him out a bunch of times, which I was very disappointed in. I think that it wasn't the right decision but hey they beat london so i was gonna say it worked versus london yeah. but from yeah. who's the third one here the third one here is uh, the guy himself <laughs> who shadow burned me hard that is soon put up 42.39 in both and yes they played two matches he put them up in both his team played two matches he did not he played two maps he played two maps <laughs> And they got clapped, and he did not look that good. Honestly, though, Shadowburn didn't look that good either. So this whole, you know, Paris being a really good team thing, it seems like it's starting to fall apart. Um, Weird. It's yeah, a so shocker. Some, some well, of us called it. <laughs> it's it's crazy. So um, I, I expect when we go into uh, when, when we switch over into a DPS format soon, we'll come back. Um, I He's the only hitscan DPS on that team, I believe. So, yeah, he's going to play. It's just right now he's not. Don't cut him, but don't even use him this week. To me, it's telling they went back to Shadowburn in the second match of the week. Um, so if I'm playing one yeah. of them, it would be Shadowburn. Do either of you want anything to do with soon this week? All right, the moving. Only, no. the only, well, the only question I have is uh, at the arena: Are they now saying? Are they still saying soon, or are they actually booing this time? Uh, they're just I, I, booing because the Valiant yeah. are on the stage and soon isn't there. All right, yeah. so <laughs> moving into the tank category uh, again, we've only got two, so I'm going to take the back seat. A Smith, lead us off. Well, look, uh, I'll kick it off with Gushway. Um, he is the full starting tank now, playing 100% of the maps. Put up 104.73 points. They only played one ma- uh, one match, so uh, it's 33rd combined and 31st total or in best. And he he's not putting up the points. You know, somebody that we expected with his aggro style of Winston. However, we're not playing as much Winston, so you know, I I'm just I'm a little surprised he's putting up as little numbers as he is. Granted, mm-hmm. his team didn't. I don't believe they did too hot this week. So, um, I yeah, they can't... lost three zero to Toronto. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe it's an outlier, but right now he looked pretty, 
it didn't look good for him. And I'm not, I mean, he's a main tank, so we're already not sold on main tanks being higher rated. So he just, he did not put up the points that people would think a starting main tank would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'd sit on Gushway for a little bit. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily cut him yet. Cause yeah. the, the team looks really better with him. Of... You have to keep him. Yep. His, his skill yep. upside is still exactly what it was, but the team's got to mm-hmm. figure it out. So let him figure it out while he's on your bench. Yeah. He's definitely a, a tank 2.5 or something. Right now, I think. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'll take the last one here. Gesture uh, 79.43, which is 40th in uh, combined 79 and, Obviously, they only played one match, but 39th in best. Uh, I mean, they lost to the Shanghai Dragons, so you, you five get... Maps. You, in five maps, yes, but you <laughs> lost to the Shanghai Dragons. You got exactly what uh, what you deserved. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, not a lot extra to be said here um, other than you probably got burned a lot more for for this ge- for having gesture in here than from Nuss. Uh, he probably paid a lot more for gesture. Maybe not actually, but um yeah, just a, a really bad week for London really makes me leery about it makes me it doesn't make me leery about owning players like gesture and us. It just makes me leery about relying on them, having them be my, you know, tank one, my support one. I really want them to be my number two and potentially a, a subable option if I have a you know a mid table team that's playing two matches I can play them in over over. Like I think that's that's probably what the tank two point five is, right? Where like in in a head to head match you're playing them as your tank two, but if there's a team that's maybe lower or a player that's maybe lower but is playing two matches versus one, you can you can sub them in. That's that's my definition of two point five. It's good. Yeah. It's got to terrify you to have gesture and to be counting on him. If it's a Reinhardt meta, he's shown us both Mm -hmm. extremes, both playing very, very well, playing very, very poorly. Um, So definitely keep that in mind. You're going to want additional options. Somebody like Gushway, maybe, who was also on the feeders Mm -hmm. list and wouldn't help you much this week. But um, you get the point where you can switch between them based on matchups and you think they might go to five, Mm -hmm. something like that. But um, gesture should be fine next meta. That wraps up the leaders and feeders. This is going to be a very quick section, but we want to talk about some waiver wire pickups. It's just shadow burn for right now. You guys know what holes you have in your roster and what you need. And we don't want to sit here and tell you that you should be like making room for somebody like Dogman if he becomes available after the waiver wire is clear or something like that. Because if you don't need a flex support, you might not need to do that. So make your waiver wire decisions this week based on just getting people into your lineup that aren't going to give you a zero. Um, And if you're still undefeated, if you're sitting here at 4-0 and and you're in a raw scoring league or or something like that, it's you're not going to get suspended for three games if you throw the match and start somebody with zero points. So consider it. Your opponent might not be able to get a full you know, seven guys in there that are all going to be playing once or twice. Mm So um, really look at your opponent's roster, look at your roster, make sure you give yourself an opportunity to win um, and get a little bit desperate. If you're, you're, you know, have a very poor record and be very, very safe. If you have a good record, you can afford Mm -hmm. to absorb a loss here. uh, If it allows you to keep a better team going into stage two. Play to win the season, not to not lose this week. Yes. Unless losing this week makes it, you the valiant of your league and then you might have to do something right um, <laughs> if, you're in, if you're if you're high up there for yeah. sure uh anybody to add to the list anything you guys want to throw out there last second waiver wire pickups i mean the only thing i i still even 
even if I'm in a, I guess if I'm in a bad situation in my league, if I'm, if I'm have no wins right now and I need to scrape a win this week and I could, could see myself picking up some, maybe some Washington justice players. If all of the Atlanta rain and Paris eternal players are, are picked up, but man, I would have to really be scraping the bottom of the barrel to do that. Yeah. Maybe in raw format. I don't know if I could do it in, yeah, and raw, in raw, sure. it's much better with the two games. Definitely a, a good yeah. call there. Um, but yeah, something to, to keep an eye on as well here with your waiver wires. If your team is reasonably well set up for this difficult week, keep an eye on who's being dropped. That's very, very important. You might be able to upgrade your roster off of somebody's leaving something they, they, were, they were forced into. Um, and also think forward to um, the next meta. What we talked about uh, is maybe a little less true. Maybe your Junkrat, Junkrat caught a little bit of a nerf on the PTR, um, but still looks like he's going to be very strong. And it was not it was not a big nerf. Should still be a, a perfectly acceptable hero. Um, and also, you, you know, your McCree players, you want to start to pick up those Widow specialists. If Saya players out there, that's gonna he's going to be jumping up to play time. Your strikers, your architects, those guys, if they've been dropped, now's the time to really scoop those up um and and add them to your roster if you have space i'm not saying you have to do it now right. you can do it in between stages but you can do it early and, now if you can afford and it and not space the player space the actual <laughs> yes well and if if you are ahead if you have a good if you're winning right now and you have maybe some players who have overperformed this stage like maybe you can maybe you can trade some of your this week only players like if you had a Washington Justice or you can get a lot of extra value out of Atlanta Rain, Washington Justice and Paris Eternal players this week specifically because they're playing two two matches so like maybe you can trade um you know a, a dogman level player, a defran level player for someone who's just much better than them because a team that is that needs that win this week really really wants to get it. You can you can invest trade away some of your winning potential this week for some some uh greater results later on in the season i mean we give that advice but we don't really know what your situation's like because we're just dominating our expert leagues so we don't know what it's like to be at the bottom but anyways well, that's what i'm saying <laughs> i can trade my pl- i can trade my defran right now for you know mono because he's not playing this week or something like that right 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 so, all right, I want to take a minute here with the light week. We want to talk about what teams are playing twice, what teams are playing once, and we're going to also go through the teams that aren't playing at all, uh, just as a reminder here for you guys. Uh, as far as – I'm just going to read through these guys quick okay. just, to, just to be fast. But Washington Justice, the Paris Eternal, and the Atlanta Reign are your three teams that play twice this week. Those are your raw scoring darlings. Scoop them up, mm-hmm. your Lucio players, everything. Your one-time players, uh, teams, I should say, the London Spitfire, the Seoul Dynasty, Boston Uprising, Dallas Fuel, Chengdu Hunters, Philadelphia Fusion, Florida Mayhem, Houston Outlaws, Guangzhou Charge, and the Vancouver Titans. That means those that do not play are the New York Excelsior, the Toronto Defiant, the San Francisco Shock, the Los Angeles Gladiators, the Hangzhou Spark, the Shanghai Dragons, and the Los Angeles Valiant. None of those players are going to be playing. Make sure you get them out of your starting lineup and and just literally shove anybody in there that's on one of the other two lists, uh, and you will be better off this week. Um, There's a lot of people having conversations. You know, one of the – we had a mailbag submission that I don't think we're going to get to, um, you know, about whether or not 
these games should count considering it's a light week. Um, I'm going to table that conversation, I think, for in between stages if we if we want to okay. kind of go into that um, because it's it's just not relevant. It counts. <laughs> so whether it right. should, whether it shouldn't, it does, and we've got to adjust to it. it does so this week we can talk right. about the philosophy of it in the off weeks. Yeah. So we'll we'll potentially get into that later and leave a comment on YouTube or you know talk to us in Discord if you have an opinion there. Uh, just start sending them in to us now. We'll kind of include them and bake them into that conversation if we if we get to have it in between stages. I want to talk now about some potential five mappers. So A Smith, why don't you go through this list and talk about the matches. There's only eight of them this week. And boy, do we have seven of them included between the five mappers and the potential <laughs> oofs. So uh, they're very swingy. So talk to us about the five mappers here, Aismith. Um, you want me to talk about all five, all, yeah. all four of them? Yeah, just okay. go through them. Um, look, potential five mappers here, Dallas and Boston. This is a big one. A, it's determining who goes into the stage playoffs, I think. Uh, this is a very, yeah. very important match. So they're both going to be putting everything they have into it. Winner so should be, be locked, I think. I believe so. If Boston goes three two, I don't think it's a hundred percent a lot. Okay. I'm not sure yet, but yeah, because they would I, be four and three with a plus three map differential in that scenario. It's so it's Seoul could potentially jump up above them by map differential. So good call there. Yeah. So um, then you have Atlanta versus Houston, also a very, very important match for playoff potential. Um, I think they both winner could determine them going to playoff stage playoffs um very very important i think both houston is a little bit on the upswing and atlanta looks to be on the downswing so it could be a a good meet in the middle here and see where they're at um london versus seoul is very very curious before play before the london versus shanghai matchup i wouldn't have put this as a potential five mapper but boy do i have it there now because <laughs> <laughs> london losing to shanghai is a big like wait a second is london bad like very very valid wow. question here and and Seoul hasn't looked amazing so i think this is a very middling table matchup here with also potential to determine stage playoffs here um so uh, that's going to be a very very interesting matchup to watch last one is paris versus philly fusion um another one with stage playoff indications here depending on if paris wins their first matchup which they're playing Washington, so they should. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that that has five map potential. The, all all of these these are teams that when you're looking at this, you're like, I probably want to start these players, especially in best format. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any of the teams mentioned once, twice, if it's best format, I love starting all of them. Um, beggars mm -hmm. can't be choosers. And, sure. uh, yeah, especially those first two, Dallas and Boston and Atlanta versus Houston. Um, me and Blevins were like, it was comical how indecisive we were in picking mm -hmm. both of those lineups. And on the Even flagship when you look show. you the map records, too. Yeah, in the, in the flagship show, I talked about how we don't know what the tiebreaker map is for Atlanta versus Houston. And I think I would flip the result. If I knew it was Busan, I would definitely <laughs> pick Houston. And if I knew it was Nepal, I would probably be picking the Atlanta rain. I think that one's legitimately that close. Um, the way the, the maps line up for it. You know, what's crazy. Honestly, in all four of these matchups, I could also see a scenario where they each team wins four oh. Oh, absolutely. Is it, that is that that's crazy. Yeah, it, it is definitely, but that's just stage one to me. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just how I'm how I'm lumping that together. Um yep. Blevins, talk to us about some oofs. Yeah, I mean it goes without saying that any match that includes the Washington Justice can be an oof. 
They're playing against <laughs> Paris. Uh, I mean, I've never been big on Paris, but I still think uh, it could definitely be an oof. Um, definitely Washington players are always looking to be an oof. And then they're also playing against Florida, which I think is in the same boat that A. Smith was talking about, which could definitely be an oof, but could also be a close match, honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, Florida has definitely looked better, like decisively better than Washington, but also not not looked great. So it could be an oof or it could be a close one. And then Vancouver versus Guangzhou. Again, Vancouver has looked um, very dominant for the most part. They did get taken to five against Chengdu. I think there was, and we talked on the flagship show about a number of reasons why that could be the case. Um, but, it, you know, Vancouver it seems to be a tier level above Guangzhou um so it, it could definitely be an oof i mean it, it, it honestly could be close too it could be um the only Days one i don't one, think man. will be <laughs> is paris versus washington which of course now means that it's going to be the only one that is close but uh <laughs> i don't know i i think uh regardless any any one of these three could definitely be an oof so uh definitely be careful but in raw format Stark you, Washington players. You, yeah, you can't you so. can't be picky. Like these might be potential oofs, but you there's only eight matches you have to play them. <laughs> so right. um, if you can fill your lineup with seven people that are active and you don't have to like make big trades, then you're uh, super super lucky. Or not trades, but like waiver wire moves or something like that. Uh, What's the last matchup we week? don't have here? Because we have seven of them. So it's Chengdu versus Atlanta is the only map we didn't match up we didn't talk about. That's funny. Chengdu versus didn't Atlanta. Know. Didn't yeah. notice that. It was the only other matchup we didn't talk about. Yeah, yeah. and I honestly... Probably I, a five, closer to a, five, a potential fiver than those. Yeah. Probably, but it, it feels like a solid three to one to me for Atlanta. I don't know. I, I'm tempted I to... When teams show up like Atlanta and Houston did last week and just play terribly, especially Houston, who like... Something about week four for them. Like <laughs> last year, stage three, they showed up and like just got dumpstered by San Francisco when they were still bad. And then it was like, I think it was the same week they had a matchup against Seoul and Jay Hong was playing main tank and they lost. And it's just like, what is happening with week four in Houston? So I'm, I'm leaning towards like throwing those out for both of those teams and, and just kind of going yeah. with it. Uh, especially well, it helps that from a fantasy perspective, we don't have a choice. Um, so just got to play with, yep. with who's, who's active and go from there. Um, and, Pay close attention to how this week works out. If you know, we think it's worth it to go out there and get your Washington players, even in best format. But like, what happens when Fazix on main support has eighty points combined over two games? And like, now <laughs> we've learned our lesson in going into stage two. Like, there's one of these weeks in every single stage of the season. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. definitely be very mindful of it and be very aware of it because it's it's a potential uh, game changer for you and managing these weeks is one of the things I said at the beginning of the season that I think can be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And in a fantasy game where the meta changes and player values swing way more wildly than happens in, in traditional sports, um, you know, you just got to make it in. You just got to get in there. So navigating these weeks sure. is really, really important. All right. We're making some good time here, but we are only about nine minutes left in the show. We'll just go long, guys. Don't worry. We want, we're going to get your mailbag questions in this week. Um, but we're going to talk first about some sleepers. And last week from the support category, I went with Roki, uh, the purple-haired phenom, who 
dominated closer by two and a half points and won me the <laughs> won me the week there. Um, so this week I'm going to take Masai. He's got two cracks at it with the Atlanta Reigns uh, double matchup week. Uh, we've talked about the likely five map potential of the Houston matchup. It's there with the Chengdu matchup as well. Um, I really like Atlanta. That's the the team I'm targeting the the heaviest right now uh, in my raw scoring format. If I wanted to make a trade, it would probably be for an Atlanta player or something like that. Um, but yeah, give me Masai as far as Lucio players go. I think he's got the best chance to to be a, a top scorer. A Smith, you're up next. Um, I uh, look. I, I I lost so close, man. It was three points. Such a shame. That's 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 tough, man. Second place. Um, hey, what are you gonna do, Dallas? <laughs> Dallas Fuel stomped, and I'm okay with it. Um, all right. So uh, look, both my teams are in the playoffs. So playoffs. Shut up. What are you talking this? about playoffs. I can't push the button. I can't. Playoffs. There we go. <laughs> Feels good, man. All right. Uh, I'm taking Neptuno here. Um, Neptuno with the Philly Fusion. They are playing the Paris Eternal, and it's got a uh, serious five-map potential. We talked about it. Like Fra- Neptuno is a fragger. Um, when they play, when bad, bad Philly shows up, they stink. And when good Philly shows up, they don't stink. So I'm hoping here that good Philly shows up and Neptuno goes here and goes strong. It's a very strong possibility, especially with playoffs potentially on the line. All right, Blevins, you're up. Yep, I want uh, give me Cruz here, Paris Eternal. I, I'm, you're going to see a, a trend for my sleepers. They're going to be on teams that aren't Washington and that play two matches. So give me Cruz. Um, I would almost run back. I mean, I probably would run back Dogman again this week, but I think. Uh, we didn't want to go with with flexes. We, yeah, we went Lucio's only this week. We went Lucio's only this week, and honestly, like even so, I mean, Dogman's still going to be a good choice again because they're playing two matches. But man, the his mixed play time is is really a, a red flag for me, and I don't know if I would want to go out of my way to pick up Dogman this week unless I absolutely had to. If you got I'm point, go if you got points for talking smack, he would be a surefire starter. But let's oh, go yeah. into the tank about. category. Blevins, you won this one and you didn't even cheat. You had bumper <laughs> with 141.15. Who do you got this week? Uh I got Dak Deco. Deco Deku. Um of the Atlanta Rain. Again, like gimme give gimme give your players that are maybe not the highest point value. I mean, last week Atlanta looked real bad, so maybe you can trade for a couple of those players if people are using recency bias. Atlanta looked real bad, but they're playing two matches this week. They're must wins for their playoff um uh hopes here, so they're gonna be playing uh, extra hard. Um gimme give gimme give Deco. I'm going to take, I, I promise I'm not a homer. <laughs> I might be a homer here. I don't know. You know what? Honestly, RCK, he's been playing Thombra, five map potential as an offensive character here. I like it, man. It it, it adds up. I think RCK is going to put up a lot of points and um, he was number two last week. So it's not really cheating because he's not been that great before. Yeah, a tank player playing DPS heroes is, is and doing it well is bound to be mm-hmm. pretty good for you. Um, 
that's why you got second place because hot bun is tracer or whatever he was doing this week that was crazy <laughs> um hey. but moving on here my deep uh, my tank sleeper for the week is actually going to be spree from the houston outlaws uh if a smith can be a homer i can be a homer too um spree's playtime is seems to be secure they're starting to use him alongside cool matt a little bit but i think that's good for spree's fantasy value because that pushes him into the zarya role on some maps which is going to be higher damage if not higher eliminations um and damage i think is especially on zarya when you're just getting charged up and, and get rolling um i think it's we're seeing that play out, right? At least like the DPS players that are stuck on Zarya all the time are outscoring your diva players. So I think that's a benefit for Spree. I don't know for sure they're going to keep doing it. It's not had the best results, but um, it's just upside to me when I, when I think of Spree. So I, I see five map potential in his match. He doesn't play twice, but um, I think he's a, a solid start in a week when we're all going to be looking for somebody. You can't, can't turn your nose up at somebody like Spree, even if you're, you know, titan and a resident outlaw despiser he you know you've, you've got to you've got to consider those guys anyways uh we're gonna go into the dps category here and we've got a cheater in first place so hacksaw was 189.77 points given blevins a win who do you got uh i got erster here i mean same things i've been saying give me give me your atlanta rain or paris players here uh again i mean really nothing else to say erster has been fine um i want atlanta rain players this week and uh he's definitely one of them for my money here with the second place because i you you cheated and i knew by the time i made my pick so i tried to cheat too and went with kareev so i gave me second place uh I'm, sorry rip a smith um but i'm going i'm stealing it man you can't be a homer if i just take him before you uh give me zachary That's here good. this is another situation just I love those two matchups, Boston versus Dallas for fantasy and Houston versus Atlanta. I think those are going to be big money plays here. I'm just trying to buy shares in all the players involved in these games. So even though it's only one shot at it, Zachary's not leaving the stage. Uh, he's doing a pretty decent job on the brig. Uh, no fantasy points for complaining about it on Twitter, but I, I couldn't calculate those anyways because I muted him on Twitter because I couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I'm going to take Zachary because uh, I don't need to follow him on Twitter to uh, get fantasy points from him. A Smith, who do you got? Look, I've got the guy on the opposing team here, the only Kiwi in the league, Color Hex. Um, guy, guy, five map potential, playing Zarya. Dude's going to do good. He's going to get some, I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy value here. I think he's going to do better than Zachary, almost guaranteed. So, um, in fact, if you're up for it, how we do you feel about the we haven't bit? done one so i'm down mm. i completely forgot i'm so invested in in just destroying thorn rain while his bench has aids and uh <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> um yeah so I, i've completely forgotten about lord bets other than that one and as much as i would probably rather have color hex on this side of it you got it my friend uh we hey, will, we will we do a lord bet all right mark it down I just played the trumpet, so I can't take it back. All right. We have uh, – that's going to wrap up the sleepers for this week. Again, you guys noticed the trend. We like Atlanta. We like Paris. We like those five-match uh, sets. But, yeah, uh, rip Thorn Rain in the chat. F's in chat. Anybody else that's here, F's in chat for Thorn Raids. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go into the mailbag here. And speaking – 
of Mr. Thornrain himself, the uh, the silent lurker uh, who is going to lose a season-long Lord. I mean, I can't wait to listen to Black Watch report next year. Oh, it's going to be a good show. I can't wait. All right. The first question does come from Mr. Thornrain himself. He wants to know what is the best possible tank duo for an unlimited league based on this weekend's games. Gentlemen. Any thoughts? Let's get one tank from each of you. Blevins, well, you start. Uh, yeah, so I actually made my list here, and I'm not 100% sure if it's the best yet, um, but I uh, the one tank I picked was Finzi here. Um, straightforward. He's a, he's a tank for Paris Eternal. You're playing two. Obviously want. It's got to be It's got to be tanks from... Uh, if you're in unlimited, you, I mean, you just have to pick tanks from either Paris or uh, Atlanta. It's just unless you are a hundred percent sure someone's going to just absolutely pop off, it just doesn't make sense to not pick, you know, those tanks. One of my two choices, A Smith. Let's see if you can get the other one. Uh, he who do you take? He took Finzi. I, okay, because unlimited is best and not the other, I'm actually I'm not oh, going to take unlimited is best. Yeah, yes. unlimited is best. It's not uh, raw. Gotcha. Well, I didn't unlimited, know that. but still. yeah, Finzi's so, still one of mine. Yeah, <laughs> so I think you're good. Finzi hasn't done that well, to be honest with you. And and I mean, not going to toot my own horn, but I am in first place in the unlimited leagues. But I actually I think I'm in second right now. So. Dang it. Don't worry. But... They'll adjust the leaderboard and you'll be in 15th. <laughs> they <soon>. will. It's, uh... <laughs> Look, every time they readjust, I go up. That's how this works. It's how the thing works. Every time we readjust, A. Smith just keeps going up. It's a, it's a content creator bias. I mean, not bias. Um, look, my pick here, I honestly, I'm probably going to go with Poco. Um, uh, I think Poco has a lot of potential here. They're playing... They're playing Paris. I think it's got five map potential. Um, Poco has st- always done statistically well in in this. Generally, he's been a higher level tank here. So I'm going to go with Poco. I know this is for jerseys, and I'm not going to try to screw you over, Thorn Rain. I'm trying. Is it an I'm A trying. jersey? If it's an A jersey, I will help you as much as I humanly can, Thorne. Yeah. Um, but... I'm also not going to give you all my picks because uh, <laughs> I want to stay in first. Um, so... For my money here, we did not get my second tank. Um, I want to look at the maps. If you're you're playing for a jersey thorn, so you can do the you can do the work on this one. I'll I'll let you do it. I won't do it. Find out what maps Dallas has been playing RCK on, and if those yeah. maps are involved in that matchup, I think he's a solid play over over Finzi. Um, the one that I think is the clear pick is Daco. Uh, I think he mm. he should be taken. He's got two cracks. He's got two five map potential games. Uh, I think Deco, he's been near the top before. Um, mm-hmm. you, you might not be picking the number one overall tank player on the week. Like, I don't think it's necessarily super likely that he gets that. But I think he feels, like, really safe for a top three to five tank performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Deco pretty heavily as, as kind of my first overall selection. And then you've got two others from these other guys as well. But don't sleep on RCK. Do, do, the, do the math. Figure it out. If he's playing Sombra and, like, three of those maps, then, yeah, RCK all day. Even half of them, I'd probably take him over Finzi. Yeah. For what it's worth, I had Janu as my other. Yeah, Janu, Janu is another one I'd yeah. be looking at. Yeah, uh, I'm a little worried about them clapping Guangzhou, but 
with the yeah. matchup we just watched. Who, you know, who knows? You can do far worse than than just picking like the the ridiculously talented player. Uh, for I mean, sure. they clinched. They could have just phoned it in. They could to be honest with you. It, it's a that's a concern as well. Um, what's nice is. I don't think Rappel's coming in to play Diva anytime soon. So the play. He said if he wins, he's getting the A jersey. All right. All oh, right. Excellent. Excellent. And you DM me anytime, day or night, about yep. that lineup, Dornrain. We yep. will I, will, I will give you all my picks this week. Um, and and we'll, we'll front the cost to put the S on it for you, too. Don't worry. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh let's talk about Batman's question here. He says So this week is going to be weird. You're not wrong. Um, I've not won a game since the first week, and I'm going against the unbeaten player in our league. Is it time for me to make some crappy trades and try to get some people who are going to play this week? Uh, right now, the particular moves he's he's weighing the options of is picking up Fozix and dropping Big Goose, picking up Slime and dropping Roki, and picking up a Meng and dropping Mono. We're going to treat each of these as three different questions. We mm-hmm. talked about this one in the pre-show, and I don't think any of us have any different answers on any of them. So uh, know that we are all in agreement when we give you these answers. But Blevins, why don't we start with you? Fozix for Big Goose. What do you want there? Um, Man, I really... It's tough, right? So... Here's the thing. Big Goose is not a huge producer. So picking up Fozix, who's on the Washington Justice, is probably fine, though I wouldn't really ever want a Washington Justice player. This is the week to figure it out, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is the week that you're going to get points out of him if you're ever going to. That doesn't mean you're definitely going to, but if you're ever going to, it's this week. Uh, And Big Goose is really not that big of a of a loss necessarily he's a big goose but but he is a big goose big goose small loss i'm not i'm not i'm not outright opposed to this trade but i'm not like super in favor of it either yeah that's a trust your gut scenario for all of us it's you can do it if you think you need to win um look at your league look at your standings how many games back are you i know you're one and four or one and three right now but like how far back is that? That doesn't have to necessarily be the end of the world. As a matter of fact, as somebody else in that league with a one and three record, I can tell you, you're not even alone at that record. So you might not need to panic and make this move, um, but you're fine to do it because Big Goose isn't a player we want to really protect or worry about having down the stretch. Um, a Smith, let's give you slime for Roki. I think this is the easiest one. I think this is a straight up. Yes. Um, Roki is, a decent producer, but I'm still not sold. He's going to be the main player forever on this team, um, especially when we have a meta change. Um, Toronto's not playing this week. Salim is playing the entire time, 100%. They don't have another uh, main support. Um, so I, I like this, and um, Vancouver players are, go- ten- are have have been getting points lately. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a, I think this is a straight up yes permanently i would do that i'd make this Not move this if i was four and oh i'd make this mm-hmm. move if i was going yep. four uh mm-hmm. i would make this move in best i would make this move in raw mm-hmm. i would do yep. this in every scenario i think and i'm big on roki he's one of the guys but slime is like it's like neptuno 
boink slime and like maybe Roki, but he's still not even really proven it yet. Like there's, there's a small handful of Lucio's that I actively really, really want. Um, slime is one of them. Uh, Roki mm. is like fringe part of that conversation. So to me, that's just a roster upgrade. Yep. And the exact opposite side of that coin is should I get a Meng and give up mono? No, 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 no. I would risk going one and four in order to keep mono on my team. Um, he's looking to me like very possibly the best tank in Overwatch League right now. It's hard to say in this weird meta, uh, but that's what we've been getting from him. We like off tanks more than main tanks, but maybe in a DPS meta, things calm down for the D.Va player. We don't know how that's all going to play out. Main tanks weren't this bad in previous metas in Season 1. It's a different scoring format. Maybe it continues, maybe it doesn't. But as far as main tank players go, Mono's the one I want mm-hmm. of all of them. I'm fairly certain right now there's no maybe Bumper. Um, he might be the only one I'm considering owning over Mono. Um but that's just because of pop-off potentials, team play style, not like player skill or anything like that. Like Mono's, Mono's the guy. You don't you don't need a Meng who's going to lose his job as soon as Jikarin gets here, and it's a Winston meta, and he can't do that, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but he can play Reinhardt. Maybe, absolutely <laughs> yes, and absolutely no are the answers to your three questions. <laughs> yes, in that order. All right. So now we've got two more late submissions here in chat that we appreciate coming in. So thank you, D. Halky. He writes in, Elicit makes me nervous about f- the future of Jayhong. How do you guys feel about that? I'll give my answer on this one, um, and you guys can can follow up if, if you have anything to add. Uh, this is not at all a concern for me, for Jayhong's playtime. Um, this is bench depth. This is developmental. Uh, Jayhong's playing pretty well right now. The team is performing decently well right now. There's no sense of panic in my mind. Um, the move this week, like the worst case scenario is the next time they play against somebody they think they can roll the B team out against, Jayhong might go to the bench with everybody else. Um, that's the worst this is going to get. If, oh. you're, if you're actively nervous about the prospect of Jayhong's future trade him I think his name commands a little more than his value is actually worth right now so I don't think there's any problems with maybe trying to get rid of Jayhong but don't feel like you need to because Elicit's coming in uh I with these especially these mid-season additions on teams that aren't struggling like they're just rounding out their team, right? Like they just watched the Philadelphia Fusion lose two games in an otherwise undefeated stage for them because one of their guys was down and, and they had to, to bring in Elk, who's a main support, and play him on flex. And I, I wouldn't read any more into it than they're just protecting themselves and providing some bench depth on their roster. Uh, Jay Hong is still the best flex support on the team. Any disagreements, any concerns about Jay Hong from either of you? I'm a little worried. I would be a little. Um, Jay Hong is performing good, but Elicit may perform better. And that might be the reason they have picked him up. I mean, he is a he Elicit is a good flex flex support player. It is on contenders level, and we've seen varied success coming from the contenders level. Um, but I definitely think for the, even the whole next stage, I don't even think he's going to get in the country. So um, I think you've got some time to worry about that. Uh, Maybe I, wait I for Jay Hong to spike. If if you're worried about it. Yeah. If stage two is an Anna meta and Jayhong pops, ride it out. And at the end of the stage, trade him away. And that's that's yep. kind of how you might want to handle yep. that. But until Elicit's in town, Icemith, that's a very good point. Like, yep. it takes these yep. guys a long time. We saw Izzy get signed 
late stage two and never hit never the stage. Uh, so I think that was Finzi as well for the same thing. Like a very similar thing happened to a couple players. Um, Sideshow's still not even in the country. Yeah. (laughs) No guarantee that the guy even gets here and, and Jayhong's playing well. The team's doing fine. I I wouldn't worry or panic or anything like that. Ride it out for now, but trade him on name value, right? Cause he's not, Mm -hmm. he's not the best flex support in the league. Um, but his name commands that from some people. So maybe you find a good deal. One last question here before we get into the meme question of the week. Being four weeks into it, we want a temperature check between raw or best. Uh, it was basically two versus one in that conversation. So um, I'll, I'll start here. To me, the best scoring format is better than I thought it would be. I didn't think it was necessarily going to be bad, but um, it's a, it's its own dynamic. Um, and I think they're just two separate games. And I, I still kind of hold firm on my stance of what do you want in a league? Do you want casual fun, just something, an excuse to, you know, talk smack to your friends? Or do you want to really be wrist deep, elbow deep in the numbers and the stats and really trying to figure it out and crunching numbers and building spreadsheets. And if, if you're like me and that's your kind of fantasy game, then raw is the game for you. And if you're a casual observer of overwatch league and, and, you know, I I think I've turned enough to the point where I think I'm glad best is the default, but I'm super glad raw exists because I'm having a lot of fun with raw and the added dimensions and the added questions that it, it brings. Um, now I know both of you guys were squarely in the best game format and you're both in raw leagues with me right now. Um, so I'm very curious on your guys's answer. Cause I'm just like going into the middle and becoming less decisive about it, but I'm not like, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I, I have the same, I have the same, realization from the other end i was squarely in the it's definitely but now i'm much more in the middle and i I think he characterized it exactly death is in that like if you just want to like the way i like to do fantasy not just overwatch league fantasy i'm much more into than i am in with other fantasy and that i ever was in other fantasy but when i would do like fantasy football i like to just have a team and then yeah, mm-hmm. that had Eddie George on the bench because they wouldn't let me start him because he te- wasn't technically in the league. They had to go through a lot of things to actually let him on the team. But uh, I <laughs> this was last year. No, um, the, <laughs> I I like to draft my team and then take a look at it once a week, make a change if needed. But if not, I'm much happier that way. Just because I didn't want to, I didn't want to look at it. Overwatch League, you can't really do that as much. But if you want to take a look at your roster once a week, maybe twice a week after you listen to the foul play, make some changes based on that, set it and forget it. Best is great for that. And I think best is going to be that for a lot of people who want to try it for the first time, who are maybe from uh, fantasy, but not overwatch league fantasy coming in. It's very easy, but the depth of raw is really awesome because we're having weeks like this, which are really pivotal weeks where, okay, we need to really wheel and deal with our roster. Am I keeping this? Am I keeping like, for instance, like striker who I've had on my roster from the beginning, I've just been basically, he's been eating a slot on my roster. It's like, well, I could pick up some Atlanta rain or maybe some Washington justice players and get a win here. And then maybe be able to pick, pick up striker afterwards, but maybe not. Um, That sort of decision is, is made on a week to week basis because you want to load up on as many, two game players as possible 
which means that you're every week, multiple times a week, checking the, the waiver wire, making trades, being able to upgrade your team for this week because you can have really huge spikes in your team if you're actually picking up players that are uh, playing two games versus one. So it's it's much more active, but it's not. I, I've come to the conclusion that neither is better or worse than the other. Yeah, it's a preference conversation for me. A Smith, anything to add? I mean, I, I, I've come to like it a lot more than I thought I would, to be honest with you. I thought Raw was going to be more of a headache, um, but I've, I, I have always enjoyed the waiver wire system, and I thought it would be more of a just you have to pick certain players up, which you kind of do, but not necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that I really particularly enjoyed was this week I knew I had my um, foul play league locked up. I knew I was going to win this matchup against Totemly just by looking at the schedule. Um, and who he was starting, I was like, okay, I'm going to win this one, and I've got players I can drop. So I picked up Cruz, Finzi, and I had soon. And so I was like, let me load up on these players that play twice this week. And, play, you know, I'm, I'm doing this in advance, thinking about it ahead of time. And it's actually really fun. I do think it will be better when we get more teams. I mm-hmm. think you need to keep like eight and keep an eight man league but add four to six more teams and then it'll be a lot more fun. Yeah. And this is also very like a smaller bench too. Yeah. And and this could very well be a temporary thing, right? We don't know what the Mm -hmm. schedules are going to look like down the line. We don't know Mm -hmm. if the games are going to be much more balanced throughout the week. Um, So I don't know that this is a long-term super, super relevant conversation. If I had to guess, I think we're going to be keeping something similar where maybe with the traveling, once that gets introduced and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, you're going to be looking at a very different um, scheduling challenges. It could become more complicated. This could become a more relevant conversation in time, but it could also completely disappear. So, if you're not putting money on the league, just, I mean, use what we said here, right? Where you, you've got, you know, is the league full of really intense fantasy players? Yes, great, do raw scoring. Is it not? Okay, fine, just go best. I, I don't think you need to stress it too much uh, unless there's money on the line and, and you're in it to win it, and then maybe raw gives you a better opportunity. Um, if you're if you're the savvy owner, it should. But, um, yeah, so that wraps up the mailbag this week. So thank you guys so much for sending in these questions. Uh, we love answering them. Keep sending them every week in the Discord. There's a fantasy mailbag text channel for you guys, discord.me slash high noon podcast. And we've got one more thing to do here, gentlemen. And as always, we must. Got to remember the bell, man. He sent in his meme question this week, and that is we need to pick one Overwatch League player to help you run your fantasy teams and to co own it with. I have the right answer, gentlemen. So we're fighting for second place. Man, I I feel like unless you take mine, you don't have the right answer. Well, we'll find out in a minute here. A. Smith, who do you got? I've got the guy who is obviously too smart to play Overwatch. Because he's just too smart. That's the the smartest guy, period, apparently. Just too smart. Custa, for sure. Super good second place answer. Um, Blevins, Mm. do you want an audible at the last minute? Well, I have to now. Um, okay. Do you want me I'm to go, go so that you can audible? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You All go, right. You go. I don't trust a single one of these players Ooh. to help me manage my team and make start sit decisions. They don't use the right half of their brain because they're players. They're in it. You know, I, I would never. It's, it's like you wouldn't have an NFL player co-manage your team because then you got to pick him in the first round. He's not going to let you do anything else, right? So I don't mm. trust any of them. But 
I will say I could use a co-manager to just handle all my smack talk for me. So give me Dogman. I'm oh gonna snap. God, I'm snapping off Dogman so that I can just sit back and do all my research and punch up my stats and figure everything out. And he's just gonna be setting my league's Twitter accounts on fire, uh, just spitting fire at him. I love it, Blevins. Good luck in last uh, place for this meme question. Yeah, I mean, Dogman lives in the trash talk. I had Great. both of those already. Um, all right, I'm... just pick Cruz. He's a feeder, and you're doing poorly oh, in the yeah. one. Because <laughs> that's what um, he does, anyways. Feed. I'm, uh, you know, he, okay. Here, here, here's, here's what it is. I'm gonna pick. I'm picking Fraggy. A because I'm not a coward and I'm playing Fraggy. B because. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion are cowards and they're not playing Fraggy. So while your guys, although Custa's not playing either, but he might be with the new coaching staff. But while Dogman is actually playing, it's it's going to be too much. Fraggy is the new Milton, unfortunately, and uh, he is going to be helping me make some awesome fantasy choices. Well, nice bench main tank yeah, on your team, good. idiot. Um, okay, I, I love I, I love Fraggy. <laughs> He's the default pick in these meme questions when we get he really stuck. Is. Both Be of my choices got picked. Because so I, I mean, he's got an epic beard, and me and Blevins are the people that we are. So it was mandatory. You have a you have a beard, A Smith. He, listen, it, there's nothing wrong with fair. your beard, but it, we're on a different level. Uh, over, to, to be over fair, here. my my wife won't let me grow it out any longer. She would be like, yeah, too much. Uh, what sound I was Harrison just going to ask you. Uh, you you're the you're the you're the soundsmith here, Blevin. So you tell me. I think look it, here, uh, look here. I'm having a baby. Okay. I have to do what she says. She's pregnant. Who's fault with that? <laughs> yeah, your your poor life choices Wait. are not going to stop me from making fun of you, Ace Smith. I blame Trojan entirely. <laughs> but <laughs> whose fault is that? Chat, um, clip that so in 18 years we can send it to the child. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Saying things out loud on the internet, A. Smith. Number one mistake. All right. (laughs) Well, gentlemen. Starting a Clash Action lawsuit right now. Who wants in? (laughs) Uh, High Noon Productions has gone bankrupt by that, I promise you. So good luck. All right. So that is going to wrap up episode number 27, guys. Had a lot of fun with this episode. Hope we were able to give you guys some good advice on how to manage this week. The Discord is always open. Again, that's discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. There's a fantasy mailbag uh, channel there for you specifically to send questions to us. We'll answer them for this week. We'll answer them for the stage. Whatever you want to do, get them in there. You can tweet at us at HNP underscore foul play. You can find me on Twitter at HNP deathblow. A Smith, where can people find you on the interwebs? Find me on all interweb activities at a smith underscore o w. All right, keep an eye out there for the birth announcement. Then the child's Twitter account will be retweeted at some point there, and that's where we send the clip to. <laughs> Blevins, where can we find you? I'm, ma- I'm making one instantly. Oh day one. <laughs> day one. Find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter, and yeah, all the all the places, all the places you can find the podcast, you can find me. A Smith, I will do everything in my power to get your child's Twitter account sponsored by Trojan. All right, guys. For A Smith, for A Smith, for the Blevins, uh, I am Deathblow. We will see you guys at the end of stage one. Got his boots and he put on his hat. He threw the coin away that same day. It's in his past and he's not looking back. He says, finding mine now guides my way. He's not good, but he 
Fine.